The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. A lot of great things and awesome and wonderful things are happening all across this great country of of ours, and it's going to be so wonderful. And for those of you who picked me up in the spirit and prayed for me, uh, thank you. It's just, it seems like I have been out for Weeks and weeks and weeks. As you know, when Joshua and I left for the Philippines on December the 5th, I was already sick at that time. And it took considerable effort and determination on my part to be able to hold those two big conferences and preach on six Sunday services and also leadership training, two leadership trainings also. And it was a sheer determination and a big step of faith that I was able to fly back home, not in a coffin, but uh, still walking and breathing. And afterwards, of course, I uh, ministered in our Sunday service in the daytime once we returned in our morning service, but I wasn't able to make it in the evening service. I completely lost my voice. And of course, it took a sheer determination and uh, struggle and focus to be able to hold the December 31st prophetic gathering of the saints. So after the December 31st gathering of the saints, I am still recovering from uh, exhaustion. I mean, fatigue. I was still recovering from it. And then uh, Mike uh, got the flu and he gave it to me. And man, I got it. I got it bad. And it it knocked me down for about uh, almost three weeks And of course, I gave it to Joshua. Joshua was helping me. And Joshua gave it to James. And this is the first week that I'm really up again and um, pick up the work. And it's been, I've been trying to catch up from then on. So thank you for all your prayers. And thank you for listening to the prophetic voice of our time. So I'm back. Same thing with Joshua. He is back. Glory to God. And you know, next Wednesday is a Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everyone. And so today in this broadcast, you're going to um, get a treat from Kobe Randall, one of our praise and worship and youth ministers. He's going to sing a prophetic song, Will You Be My Valentine, for all of you. So stay tuned. What an amazing year so far. Here we are in the second month of the year, and I'm already playing catch up. Amazing things are happening all over the world because the Holy Spirit is moving and God is accelerating the time. He is turning this country around towards righteousness. Glory to God. So let us continue to focus on Him. Oftentimes, I got asked by people, how did you get anointed? Pastor Pastor Chris, how did you get anointed? How do you prepare for miracle crusades or for prophetic uh, conference? And how do you know? The one thing that I can tell you, yes, I I prepared, I prayed a lot, I studied a lot. But all I can tell you is, I am where I'm at. And God is trusting me with His anointing because I have this close relationship with Him. And also, I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. 
I became a student of the Holy Spirit instead of the student of the Bible because it is the only only the Holy Spirit can reveal things to you. It makes the Bible come alive. So I let him teach me and lead me. And I yielded if he wants to change the teaching or the subject matter, even though even though I already have the microphone. And I said, I just let him. And that's it. That is the reason. That is the secret. It's no secret at all. If you want to succeed in every area of your life, whether it's marriage, whether your career, whether your ministry, whether raising a family, you really need to establish first and foremost that relationship, personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ and enroll in the school of the Holy Spirit. You know, we have so many recorded salvations and a lot of miraculous healings during our crusades here and even overseas. And I have the same message, the love of God. And people respond to love and it never fails. So I want you to think about that. We must be very mindful with the truth that God created mankind for that relationship to fellowship with us, to share his creation, to share his plan for mankind. And God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit included us in that great plan of theirs. What is it to be like him? What an awesome privilege we have as a born-again believer. Never forsake him. And never forget him when fame, glory, and riches started manifesting in your life and ministry. Always go back to the basics. Stay in love with him. Revelation chapter 2, starting with verse 2 all the way through verse 5. It says, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. I mean, that is good work, right? First, I know your deeds. You work hard, you persevere, and you cannot tolerate wicked men. You endured hardship for me, and you have not grown tired of it. In verse 4, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the heights from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. All the good deeds, God knows them. He appreciates them. But he's still hurt, and he has something against those people who produce hard work. They have forgotten about him. So let us focus on him, and everything else will fall into its place. Believe me, heaven on earth for me, I had lots of challenges. I have afflictions and pains and sufferings. But those pale into comparison every time I hear the Lord said, well done, Christina. You have told them that I love them, and they're loving me back. It's heaven on earth for me. Every time I hear that from the Lord Jesus, I forget about everything else. I forget about my frustrations. I forget that I'm tired. It's just an amazing thing. 
And you need to hold fast to that. You need to develop that relationship. And I guarantee you, just like I kept on telling you, at the end of the day, you will choose him. You will always hold on to him because he is worth it. For somebody to die for me, for somebody to have a plan to bless me and not to harm me, for somebody who made me, adopted me, to be a son of God, to be led by the Holy Spirit, and for me to be made joint heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. It is something that you can never, I could never comprehend, but I'm glad that He is that loving and merciful God. And He is very personal. He is very personal. Yes, you can hear His voice. Yes, He talks to you now. He doesn't sleep. He just wants that fellowship. All He wanted is for you to make him a part of your decision, of your choices that you make, in your family, in your relationship, because he wants to bless you, okay? When the Lord directed me to start a prophetic school in 2003, I was floored. Surely I can prophesy. I operate strongly in that gift. I can even give interpretations of dreams and visions because I have the Holy Spirit to teach me. But for me to teach or to open a prophetic school, that is different and to a different level. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want it to crash and burn. I'd rather, because I told the Lord, please do not give me anything that I cannot handle. I'd rather I want to make it instead of fail you in the end. So I was having a difficult time. I asked the Lord if I can attend the prophetic training or school somewhere. But he said no. And he also instructed me not to read any books about prophets and prophecies. And I thought it was extremely difficult for me. But the Holy Spirit says no problem. And he gave me the outline for the first prophetic school. I now understand why he did what he did, why he instructed me. Because the most important thing, a part of the prophecy or the gifts of prophecy, even the office of prophecy, is for the prophets to develop godly characteristics, to, to have the heart of God, to be like Him, and to think and to consider Him first and foremost before they release prophecies. And he told me and said, yes, there's a lot of training out there, Christina, but there is no school in developing the godly characteristics of a prophet. And it's close to his heart. So I said, okay. Since this is your idea anyway, so you're going to move because there are your people. So he gave me an outline, and I, I read and studied the Bible about the prophets in the Old Testament. I was voracious in reading about them and learning of them. And one of the outline that the Holy Spirit gave me for the prophetic school, in which we are still teaching even to this day, okay? I'm going to have one probably uh, between March and April is the focus of the prophetic. What is the focus of prophetic or when you operate in or you're, when you're giving out prophecies? It is not about you. It's about the Word of God, the holiness of God, the voice of our God, the will of God, and the heart of God. And we just added, the Holy Spirit just added another curriculum to that, the glory of God. So since it is a Valentine's month or love month, let me focus on the heart of God. God wants His people, especially His ministers, 
especially the prophets and apostles, to have a heart after his own, like King David, so that we cannot just relay the message of God, but we always consider his heart. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, it says, Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. That is important. We have to have the knowledge of the plan of God and understanding the nature and who God is and why we are prophesying. Okay? In Acts chapter 13, verse 22 says, After removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. You know, David was not a perfect man, but God favored him because David always considered who God is. David was justified and had opportunities to kill Saul and take the kingdom, which was rightfully his. Remember, at the age of 16, he was already anointed by the prophet Samuel to succeed uh, Saul. But he did not take those opportunities because of his regard to God's heart. In 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 4, it says, I think I'm reading from New King James Version. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hands, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Did you see that? The Lord already prophesied. He sent a prophecy to David that I will deliver your enemy into your hands. And you know what? I will give you permission to do to your enemy whatever seems good to you. But look at the heart of David in verse 5. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I shall do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. Verse 7, So David restrained his servants with these words, and he did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. Did you see that? David received a prophecy from the Lord. You can do whatever you want to do with him. But David was mindful that God was still allowing Saul to be king, even though he was already anointed by Samuel to replace him. He had regards of who God is. So King David, according to God, is a man after God's own heart. So did you see that? Now, let us study another prophet who knew the heart of God, but he himself did not have the heart of God. I'm talking about Jonah. Jonah hated the people of Nineveh because they were so cruel to his people. So when God told him to go to Nineveh to prophesy against them, he refused and he went to Tarshish, and of course, he got into trouble, right? He got swallowed by a big fish, and then the Lord directed the fish after he repented to vomit him, and so he went to Nineveh. 
So in Jonah chapter 3, verse 5, it says, So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. The king even proclaimed that even the animals would not eat or drink. Period. From the king all the way to their animals. And down to verse 10, it says, Jonah chapter 3, verse 10, Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. He did not destroy them, in other words. So Jonah chapter 4, verse 1, all the way to 3, it says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this is what I said when I still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish. For I know that you are gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Too much drama. He became angry because they repented. He should be happy because... The reason why God sent him there is to bring forth, not calamity, but to warn the people so that they might repent. And the thing is, he knew that. He didn't want them to repent. He didn't want to deliver that prophecy because he knew God, that God is low to anger. He is gracious. He is merciful. And if they repented, God is not going to destroy them. But instead, he wanted God to destroy them. It is okay it is okay for Jonah to receive the grace and the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, to be given a second chance after he disobeyed God. He did not mind that God is loving and merciful as long as it is to his benefit. But when it came to the people of Nineveh, he hated them and he didn't want them to repent so that God will destroy them. That is a double standard, right? And even then, I said, I take my life. Therefore, now, O oh Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Too much drama, right? And then uh, he was still hoping, he was still hoping that God is going to bring disaster to them. And then he provided for him. It was too hot, and the Lord caused a tree to sprout so that he'll have an umbrella. He didn't mind that at all. And then the Lord sent the worm, and he ate the broom tree. Now he was upset. See, when we represent God, it is not what we want. It is not our plan. It is not our own perception on how we wanted things done. Because God's ways are perfect. His ways are better. And He is almighty. He's all-knowing. He is tender mercy and loving kindness. And we have to study Jonah. So Jonah, in chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, it says, But the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And I should not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and much livestock. And you don't want me to care about them? And here is God telling Jonah, here it is, you are one person. And you are upset about the broom tree because it benefited you. And you don't want me to care about 120,000 people 
a great city with so many livestock. So if God is loving, then we should allow Him to be God and be loving to others too, whether they deserve it or not, because there are a lot of times we don't deserve His love and forgiveness either. But because He loves us, we are partakers of that divine grace. And we have to have the heart to always consider Him because He's been so good to you and I. That is the one thing to consider. So I want you to consider that in this Valentine's Day, in this love month. Do not forsake Him. He is such a wonderful, and I guarantee you, whatever the challenge that you have, you give Him that opportunity and open your heart to Him. He will come in and He will love on you. He will protect you and He'll spend time with you. And that's all He asked. Amen. He is such a wonderful, wonderful Savior and Lord. And I'm running out of time. So join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road off I-810. The morning service starts at 10.30 a.m. And the evening service has now become a youth praise and worship. The adults can still join in, but it is Joshua, Kobe, Nicole, and the um, our youth who will preside over that in order for us to worship the Lord. And uh, it is the best time for them to minister to each other and, uh, and to apply God's ways of doing things in uh, every areas of their lives. And I expect a lot of prophetic songs to come. I expect new inventions and new ideas and concepts to come from this praise and worship. And uh, you can join us. Just be sure and get ready to sing and worship God and dance and make joyful noises. Amen. So don't forget, if you missed any of this, uh, of this broadcast, we are on podcast and we are in the process of expansion as far as the uh, website is concerned so that I can start teaching prophetic school and business school online. So thank you for partnering with us and thank you for all your prayers. Again, God bless you for tuning in. But since this is a Valentine's month, let me sign off with a song, original song by Kobe Randall for Valentine's Day. Here is Kobe. Child, let me wipe those tears I see you there Let my love cast out all fear Won't you be my valentine? Won't you be forever mine? Won't you be my valentine today? gave my own life away for your soul the highest price I had to pay but you are worth it you are always worth it my child my love my beautiful world 
clear I brought you here So let faith persevere I made a garden for you and I Come and eat from the tree of life I made a garden for you and I Today Yes, you are my valentine Yes, you are forever mine. Yes, you are my valentine always. Yes, you are my valentine. Yes, you are forever mine. Yes, you are my valentine.